From the LiveX studios in New York City, Cheesehead TV brings you two guys who like to think they know something about football. Always is my co-founder here at Cheesehead TV, Mr. Corey Banky. I've got that thing going on again. I'm coming to you live from the Cheesehead TV <laughs> podcast studio, and Corey joins us live from the Green Bay Street across from Lambeau Field. Is that it? <laughs> We're ready to talk some Packers. What do we have on tap today, Corey? Today, we try to help the Packers save their season after a fourth consecutive loss. But right now, it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. We got the good. We got David Bakhtiari. We got the bad. We got. Darnell Savage. We got the ugly. We got Quay making a rookie mistake. Walker can't do it. Can't do it, dude. Hey, can't push that. You dude. know, don't do it. We need. He's, to the you field, know, the buddy. thing is, if you watch, uh, I watched Quay's interview after the game, and uh, yes, I uh, I appreciated it, and I don't think that's going to happen I did again. as well. I I'm right there with you. Right and had all the you. vibes of never happening again vibes. I, I'm very much in agreement. And, hey, shout out to Quay because it would have been very easy not to make yourself available to the media. But he wanted to make sure that Packers fans knew basically what transpired, how he felt about it, etc. But you got to put him in the ugly because you cannot make yourself yeah. unavailable during a game yeah, for something to- so, so easily avoided. Like that, that you, is just, I can't, it was funny. Cause I was thinking, I think you said this on watch party, but I was trying to remember the last time somebody, a Packer got ejected and I can't, like, I can't recall. I know it's happened, but it's like, man, it's been a while. And all I could think about was like the eighties, like all the horrible matchups with the bears where they would get in fights with people and guys would get ejected. But like, I know it's happened in recent vintage. It was just like, it's happened. It's so unusual. It's so unusual. It's just can't have it. Can't have it. But uh, it did happen. Hopefully he learns from it. And like you say, it never happens again. How are you doing there, Banky? How's your, uh, how's your week going? Uh, It's going pretty well. I I was on the Patreon happy hour and I learned some things. That was nice last night. Um, Always a good time. You know, I got got some thoughts. I I actually took uh, 25 minutes out of my day today and watched the interview uh, with Aaron Rodgers and Pat McAfee. So that that had some insight to it. So that was interesting. Um, You know. I thought another you were going to say you made another some loss notes. for really the Green Bay Pack. I do have some notes, Nagler. I have notes. Look at that. That's what I'm Green talking. Bay. It's always a good show when Corey makes some notes. I have, I have, I have three notes, Nagler. Three <laughs> notes. Well, let's use them judiciously. Let's oh, I will. Don't you worry. I'm not. Gonna, I'm show. not. I I looked Don't at shoot the script. them all at once. I looked at I looked at the Whoa. script for a hot minute. Whoa! Whoa! You made notes. And looked at the script? No, this no. I looked at the script like show. 10 minutes ago. Like when I got oh, okay, back from the airport, good. I looked at the script, very, by the way. Very good. So, yeah. oh, well, that makes sense. No, but I looked that's, at it. That's MO. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, very good. You looked at it. It's always so funny you know, when I take notes and then you and then I look at the script to see how much we're on the same page. But right. also, also, we I, this week? yeah, uh, we're, we're not on the same page, Nagler. We're not on the same page. But you got a lot yeah, of you got a lot of nuts and nice bolts joke. that I don't care about. Like, eh. no, that's fair. That's per usual. Per usual. 
Uh, but before we get to those nuts and bolts, Banky, you know what we got to do. You know what we got to do. There let's was, do there it. was a lot of look. hotness, so let's do it. There was a lot of hotness, but there was zero question what was going to be the hotness this week. Oh, let's yeah. do it. Oh, as Corey intimated, there were plenty of things to choose from, but there was only one way to go this week for the hotness. It is, of course, this insane catch from Romeo Dobbs. I mean, look at this ball just falling out of the heavens. And look at this, not only body control, the ability to not only pluck the ball out of the air, but dude draped all over him, trying to wrestle it from him. He says, no. Let me take this, secure it, go to the ground, and score a fucking touchdown. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the hotness. You can't deny it. You can't deny it. So hot. So hot. Uh, Okay, well, that was fun, but now it's time for some Packers news. And uh, some of the news is good. Great. Some of the news is not so good. Uh, We'll start. With, uh, I think, the overarching news, obviously, that has been kind of permeating throughout the day is that there were no moves made at the trade deadline. And we will get into this more later in the show, so I don't want to believe Anybody it right who now, is sur- – here's the I'm thing about surprised. this, though. Literally right. any – I don't understand, okay? If you've been paying attention at all to the Green Bay Packers in our lifetime, which for which me is tend to do. you know, going on four decades, almost five here uh, – <laughs> The Packers never trade, okay, people? It's only in recent history that might potentially, right? So it's like, I don't get it. It's like, what What are we doing here? You know we're not going to get anybody. Like, what is the problem? Like, just be pleasantly <laughs> surprised. I don't understand. Yeah, right, right. I feel you. <sighs> I feel you. It's so annoying. Uh, people are annoying. Yeah. People, people can be annoying. It's true. Um, next up, Kylan Hill activated off the PUP. Another running back not to give the ball to, but I, I joke, I joke, I joke. But what do you mean? Made, they gave the ball a lot. Dude, they I were know, under center. Holy crap. They were under center at least 14 times. I know this for a right. fact, okay? It's I believe true. it was true. more than 14 true. times, to be honest with you. Yes. But the Green yes. Bay Packers spent a 50% of their offense under center in that game. As they should. As they should. And then Matt threw all sorts of cold water on that uh, during his presser today. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, Kylan Hill hopefully helps on kick returns, if nothing else. We'll see. Al Lazard was back at practice today That's after dealing news. with a shoulder injury. He's out there running around. We'll see. We'll see if he's good to go this week. It'd be a great boost to the offense, obviously, to get him back. Uh, however, several Packers were not practicing today, including both. David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins, along with Christian Watson and Devondre Campbell. That's a long list right there. And hopefully get a few more of those guys back. I will say, side note, it's the first Wednesday that Aaron Rodgers has practiced on for very, very like for weeks and weeks. So that's a good sign, but man, who baby. Gotta have at least one or the other of Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins out there, or it's it's gonna get real funky up front with that offensive line. Um, 
And finally, hey, hey, fun note here. Jordy Nelson and Josh Sitton going in to the Packers Hall of Fame next year. That's what I'm talking about. Both of them very deserving, 100%. I will say I did love the Packers' timing on choosing to announce the fact that these gentlemen will be going into the Packers Hall of Fame the morning of the trade deadline. So it's like, oh, don't worry about the fact we're not going to trade for anybody. Look at this, Jordy Nelson, Josh Sitton. Remember them? Remember how many games they won and how much fun you had watching them? Like, yeah. Just think about that, Packers fans. Jordy hey, Nelson, by the way, second round the way, draft both, pick. Both more than well, you know, more than deserving. I had someone in the Packers Daily chat today talking about how he didn't agree with sitting going in. I'm like, how can you not agree with sitting going in? Mm. He's an all pro for God's sakes. Like, that didn't make any sense to me. But I mean. The Packers Hall of Fame is a little bit less discerning than the Pro Football Hall of Fame, let's be real. Well, of, yes, of course. Of course it is, naturally. Like, that's not surprising. Um, but yeah, I was just surprised at that. Like, of course Sitton should be in. Like, just, that's a no-brainer. All right, let's talk about this Packers offense. As you said, under center a whole lot more. Let's go. Hey, Packers Aaron Rodgers finally about it. gave Aaron Jones the ball. Thank you, Matt and Aaron. Thank you, very much. And look, it was really effective. They ran the ball well. They should keep doing that. I understand the second they're half not going stuff to. people talking about. They're not going no, to. No, of course they're not. Of course they're not. There's no way but they're going to. I understand fans who say, oh, in the second half, you know, the Bills were playing too high and inviting the run. Yes, and they took what was being invited. And I, for one, am happy about that fact because the week before, when Washington was like, hey, here's our too high shell, go ahead and run it, they were like, no, we're going to throw it around the yard. Yeah, no Run thanks. the ball against too high. That's here, what we're talking about. Here, uh, here, here's a – I'm going to give you a quote that I wrote down from one Ooh. Ooh. QB1 for the Green Bay Packers. Would that be Aaron Charles Rodgers? This would be Aaron Rodgers. So this is a quote from yesterday's – yesterday, right? Yeah, yesterday's show. Yeah. Uh, okay. Quote, when you're in a rut, it takes one game to remind yourself who you are. End quote. So what I want to know from Aaron Rodgers, right? who are you? Who do you think the Green <laughs> Bay Packers is? Because Who do you think so, you are? So now he wasn't talking about this game that they just lost, right? right. I am. Right. I am. I'm like, yeah, well, wait. You are. Here's the game. Here's who you are. Here's who right. you should be. Here's who Here's the who personnel coaches be. have yeah. given you, right? Because this is right. who right. you should be because of who you are. Uh, how but you're constructed. Unfortunately, some people in 1265, we're not going to name names, Aaron Rodgers, Metalfor, are in <laughs> denial, are in serious about are. denial about who they are. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, the quotes don't sound great. They don't give me a lot of hope and optimism for Aaron Jones continuing to get the ball in spades. But I, I hear you. Um, I mean, the way he talked, man, he talked about A.J. Dillon and he talked about Aaron Jones and he literally talked about the fact that Aaron Jones, like he's like for a guy his size, breaking tackles like he does. It's like, right. okay, well, give him the ball, bro. Give him the ball, bro. Do it. Like, how come this, How come it was so easy to the give Devontae the ball? It was so right. easy last year to literally give Devontae the ball all the time. Thank you. Thank but it's you. not easy to Thank give you. Aaron Jones the ball. I don't understand. 
Thank we'll you. see if they self-scout. This we'll is see what if they drives me insane. We'll see. we'll see. Thank you so much for saying that, Corey, because it drives me nuts. Like, okay, everyone outside the building could see you were making a concerted effort to give Devontae Adams the ball, to make sure he got the ball in a crazy clip, right? Like, way above what you would probably expect from a wide receiver. One, you made sure your star got the ball. But now your star just happens to be behind you rather than on the perimeter. And, oh, possibly would that affect the quarterback's stats to hand it off instead of throw it? Like, but for whatever reason, there's no concerted effort until Sunday night to get Aaron Jones the ball the way there was a concerted effort to give Devontae Adams the ball. That makes zero fucking sense at all. Well, the other the other thing that Aaron Rodgers said in this interview, which, you know, I wrote Aaron Rodgers. You said this last night. Aaron Rodgers is everywhere. And he is, right? He's, he is. He is. he's everywhere. He's the guy you talk to after the game. Like, there's just there's a lot of Aaron Rodgers. I'm not well, going to say too much. Quotes, I'm not going to say too no, much. But, but we're carry much, carry weight. We're close. And they get we're close to they talk. Yeah, it talked about. We're close to TMI Aaron Rodgers. Okay, like we're we're kind. Aaron Rodgers right. is to 2022 what Corey Feldman was to like 1986. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like. It's just a little – we got a little too much Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. You know what I'm saying? Need to mix it up a little bit. But that there was something he said. What a pull. You know, I, I can pull him with the best of them. Let's go. Yeah, it's Look, good. It's I, good. if I'm going to say too high shell and stupid things, I might as well say smarter things sometimes, but it's rare. No, Look, too high shell. Why? No, by the way, by the way, wait, wait, wait. Time out, time out, time out, time out. Before you go any further, because I know what you're referencing. You're referencing the dude on Twitter. Yeah, I'm referencing people telling me I'm stupid. No, but some dude said, "What, Corey, what's he talking about? Shell defense. You know who said literally shell defense on Monday? Matt LaFleur. Wait, wait. Go look it up. That's who I got it from, to be honest with you. I, I didn't know I'm what it was. Saying. I just got it from Matt. So here's my question. Here's my question for Aaron Rodgers that I wish someone yeah. would ask. I actually think this would be a good question in the, in the, in the presser to ask When I'm in uh, town for the Rams game, I'll ask it. Let's go. Let's do so it. Aaron said that last week, it took until last week to practice good, I quote, unquote. <laughs> Why? Right. Yeah, it's a tough one. That's a tough one. Like, bro, we're what are we in week nine? Week eight? We're going heading into week nine. Heading into week nine. So Literally pre-camp. Oh, that's right. You missed minicamp, QB1. Sorry. So let's take minicamp out of there. So we got pre-camp, training camp, literally two and a half weeks of practicing, three weeks almost. We got preseason games. We got family night. We got week one through week eight. And week eight is the time we finally have a good practice. What are we doing okay, here? But what are we what doing I said on here? Happy Hour last night, though. Like how? Like you got to take everything he says though with a grain of salt because he is on a show every week and he's being asked about stuff and they're losing. It's four weeks in a row now, loss after loss after loss. He's got to come up with stuff. He literally okay. Here's my problem with that, Nagler. He literally said it took, and I wrote this down based on what he said. Took till last week to practice good. I know. What am I missing? I, I know. I know. I feel you. I feel you. 
He's got to come up with an idea, an excuse, something to point to to say, this is why we're not winning. Rather than, they have not played well. They have not played well. As he said in the same interview, there are plenty of weeks where you practice great and you get yeah, your ass kicked. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, yeah. Or you practice bad and you have – yeah, 100%. And you have a great game. But you know, still, like, but still, the fact that the talking. fact that they haven't had a good problem. practice – I know, but the fact that no, they haven't had a good practice until week now eight Now ask everyone else bro. in the building the same question, and I guarantee you'll get different answers. This is the thing. Yeah, but here's it's the thing. Here's the thing, though. It's too much Aaron Rodgers. No, no, I agree with you. Given to his words. I agree with you, although – he has the most institutional knowledge of any player Anybody or, or prof- he, any employee of 1265. No he has more institutional knowledge than Red Batty, okay, or, or Cliff Crystal, right? That's about it. Then he is getting paid. He, he, he's getting paid $50 million a year to have a good practice one time out of eight weeks. Bro, come on. <laughs> Woo! You're killing me, Smalls. Well, to, to be fair, his, his salary doesn't mean anything in regards to the rest of the team practicing. I mean, that, he's talking about the team having a good practice, not just himself. So. Oh, that's right, because he doesn't talk about himself. That's right. I hear you. I hear you. I'm just saying it's too much Aaron Rodgers. It's too much weight being given to his words in regards to, okay, he felt whatever he felt about their weeks of practices leading up to I don't think if you ask 53 dudes on the roster or the coaching staff or even the personnel staff who are watching said practices – you get a uniform answer there. That's his opinion, and I get it. And I, yes, he has a very unique perspective. As you say, he's more institutional knowledge than any other player on that squad. There's no doubt about that. But, man, you know, it's just they're not playing well. So they're, you're grasping for straws when you're asked publicly, like, what's happening? Well, it's this or it's that. Two weeks ago, it was guys making mistakes. Like, every week there's something different because they're losing. You know, it's like you start winning – those questions will change. His responses will change. The tenor of the whole thing will change. It's like you're just trying to find something to pin it on. That's it, which I get. I'm not – look, I'm not attacking him. I'm not saying that he's wrong in the sense of that's his perspective. But, man, it's always levels. It's always a combination. It's always a group effort. It's not one thing. It's never – in the game of yeah. football, it is never one thing. That you can take to the bank. Unless you're Brandon Bostic, but yeah, I agree with you. Okay, God, but why you got to go there? You just broke your own rule. You just broke your own rule. (laughs) I mean, sometimes it is one thing, bro. Sometimes it is one thing. It's sometimes, but you're right. You're right. You're right. 98% of the time, it's not one thing. You say that. You say that. But if Jordy Nelson doesn't slip coming out of his break in that game, they score a touchdown. You know? I'm just saying there's always levels. It le- still comes levels. down to one thing. There's always yeah. levels. There's still always one thing, levels. though. Still one I'm thing. Saying. We're not even out of Packers news yet. Or no, we are. We are. Well, we're out, okay. yeah, we're out of Packers yeah. news. We were in we're offense. offense. I we're waited for Aaron Rodgers. You talked about, That's yeah, well now done. it's bounce back well for Dobbs. Done. And I've got something to say I'm, about the bounce I, back I, for Dobbs. So let's get I'm the bounce back for Dobbs. I'm very excited for the fact graphics. that you're following the script. This is amazing. Yeah. So how about that? How about that bounce back for Dobbs? I mean, Love the guy it. goes, you know, four targets and has a couple drops, doesn't catch a single ball in Washington, and the rumbles start. I saw it on Twitter. I'm sure you did too. Oh, yo, this kid, oh, blah, blah, blah. Man, this kid answered the bell. Both that touchdown that we showed earlier, another sideline catch. This kid is legit, man. Everything we saw in camp, yes, the drops are frustrating. There's no doubt about it. 
But this kid has got it. I'm talking it. Talking about could be special. Not saying he is special. Not there yet. No one's arrived yet. But man, this kid could be special. There's no question about it. And seeing that performance on Sunday night was so encouraging. Really, really happy for this guy. And Toure. I mean, to be honest, I had this thing. I had this. I wrote wrote this down in the Patreon happy hour because I feel like the Patreon happy hour got a little bit off the rails because it was operating (laughs) under the premise that Mm -hmm. a lack of wide receiver is our problem. Okay, so there's a couple things I want to address here that I actually okay. disagree. I disagree with this entire premise, right? We've talked about this many times. Um, you know, yes, we had five wide receivers. We went down to four wide receivers on active roster. That right. is an issue, right? 100%, right? We got to fix yeah. that. We, we we can't have four wide receivers starting. <laughs> like, that's especially not good, when right? You're running, especially when you're running three wide receiver sets all the time. Like, yo, yeah, one injury good, and hello. Right? What's going yeah. on? So, but put that put that aside, right? Is you know everyone's everyone everyone's premise on we need to trade for someone is that we are lacking a wide receiver. I would argue, right? And if you look at the makeup of this team on active roster, all the lack of wide receivers do is give us more opportunities for our tight ends and our running backs to perform at the level we need them to. It and should. Yes. Well, and you saw that against the Bills, right? We we only had four wide receivers. Who got more? Well, you know, uh, Deguara got more stuff. Uh, Tunyon got more, more stuff. Uh, uh, yeah. Jones got more stuff. Uh, uh, Dylan got more stuff. And now you're going to see, hopefully, Kylan Hill is going to get more stuff. So, you know, I still disagree with the premise on its face that because we lost, like you, you had this whole thing on Twitter about the regression, and I totally agree with that. But I don't think you just replace a number one with a number one and you trade for that guy, right? It's like right. it's right. it's it's the mix of the offense. And if you look historically at the Packers' offense, and I understand that we are now doing an offense that Aaron Rodgers said the Niners, Rams, Atlanta, Tennessee, Minnesota, Cincinnati, and us do. I think there's one other team that mm-hmm. I didn't catch yep. from him. Running. I get that, but historically, this team, since 1993, which is a long Mm -hmm. fucking time, this team has historically done the best on offense when they have 12 to 13 guys touch the fucking ball every game. When you have guys in lots of different, that, that can be utilized in lots of different ways. Very much agreed. As far as, and we always kind of jokingly say the dinking and dunking, but just getting the ball, distributing the ball to lots of different, so your defensive coordinator doesn't know. Where should I focus? Where should I roll my coverage? Like, what should I be concentrated on? It could be anybody. Now, obviously, you want to get Aaron Jones the ball in the running game and probably the passing game as well. He's your superstar. But as far as augmenting it, why they continually, until Sunday night, want to spread it out and only move the ball through the air via the pass just drives me nuts. It drives me insane. And to your point, you can utilize these other guys. Please do. They've got talent. And now that the trade deadline is coming gone, they're going to be forced to. There's no there's no cavalry coming. Uh, maybe Randall Cobb coming back from IR, but like this is it. This is your team. As Normandale said in Hoosiers, this is your team. I would hope you would support who we are and who we are not. Not who we are not. That's pretty pretty much it. Um, but and hey, speaking of Deguara, 
he's earned more opportunities. I love this kid. I love that he balled out on Sunday night. And look, was his stat line huge or anything? No, but man, if you watch the tape, he was absolutely dominant in the run game. I mean, talk about erasing guys. I mean, not quite big dog level, but pretty close as far as when he got on a dude in whatever scheme they were running, that guy got got. Like, it was over. Like, you can forget it. That's more of that, please. Yes, please. And then here's the other thing. You get DeGuara more opportunities. Guess what? Teams start dropping that safety down because they think, oh, they're definitely going to run it now. Then you can get him leaked out into the passing game, either in the flat or send him on a wheel route or however you want to utilize him. But he's got pass catching ability. You've seen it. Use him. He's another weapon. That, that, to your point, like, you don't trade for someone. Okay, you got to lean into what you got. DeGuara is sitting there waiting to be used. Use him. He's definitely earned You know, so, That's all. something I didn't write down that was really annoying that the Bills did, that the mm-hmm. Packers didn't do, that I just really wish that, you know, everybody's getting on me because I'm blaming everything on QB1, okay? And to be fair, it's Wait, not... in the chat? I don't do that. I was earlier, yeah. So... <laughs> I don't – so I agree with the premise that it's QB1 and Matt, right? Um, oh, yeah, 100%. However, I challenge – and I know he doesn't watch this show, and I know he doesn't care about me, and it's okay. I'm okay with it. I, I have him, I'm at peace, okay? I challenge QB1 one time <laughs> when it's third wait, and wait, one wait. or fourth and wait, one. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. Before you go on uh, – uh, Nicole, can you take the, the, the graphic off the bottom? The Jaguar earns more opportunities. Just take that off for a second. Just Okay, go back to Corey. Now, Corey, what's your challenge to QB1? Okay, I challenge QB1. Can we, this season, okay, when we just need one yard, quarterback sneak one time? Like, are you so precious? Is the $50 million worth so much to you that you can't put your body in harm's way like Bart Starr did or like Brett Favre did all the time? If we need one yard, you're the guy that's got to get the one yard, bro. Get it. So annoying. Like, I'm so sick of, I like, will say, oh, the princess. We can't have the princess get a quarterback sneak. Why? No. Wow. Bro, I'm so fucking sick wow. of this shit. Yeah, it's so funny. We had third and one, and all we had to do was get a quarterback sneak when we got a first down, and instead we had a fucking turnover on downs because we're scared of the goddamn princess and calling a fucking quarterback sneak. I love love that every time there's a yard to go, that's what you're calling. You're, like, always calling for the quarterback sneak. It's a guaranteed play! It's guaranteed! Have you ever seen a quarterback sneak not work? Yes, several times, but I hear what you're saying. Out of a hundred times... Out of a hundred, okay. Two times out of out of a hundred. Two times out of a hundred, it probably doesn't work. But yes, you're right. It's a higher percentage play than than most of the other shit they're calling. No doubt about it. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May fifth. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. 
On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm with you on that. <laughs> Carry the G, my brother. <laughs> oh, hey, let's give a shout out to Brent. Come on, look at that can. That's so. Oh, come on, that's just hot. That's just hot. We run the hotness again. Look at that. So good. So good. Hey, by the way, Scam Likely is calling me. Scam Likely. <laughs> they don't. They don't know I'm live. Yeah, I, got my gla- Scam I got my glasses all fogged up. Well, you got all fogged up, my brother. You got all hot and bothered there for a second. Just really, it's just like, why? I'm, I'm not going to do it again. Uh, doesn't David Bakhtiari like make fun of Rodgers for the fact that he never QB sneaks? Like, you and Dave need to have a talk. That's all I know. I just, <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I just, you know, leadership starts at home. That's all I'm going to say. Let's switch over to the defensive side of the ball. God help us all. Great. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Barry is not going anywhere. I don't know. Like, no. It was so funny to me watching on, on the on the chat on Sunday night for watch party. People were calling for Joe's job. And then on Monday, people were at, And then Matt Schneidman asked Matt point blank, have you thought about changing coordinators? It's like, Joe is Matt's <laughs> handpicked guy. He literally <laughs> let Mike Pettin go and chose Joe Barry. He's not then firing him a year and a half into his tenure. Like, what are we doing here? Although I will say, my guess is is that Demosky probably asked Matt to ask that so that he could get quotes for his yeah. story about the players in the locker room talking about being frustrated with the defensive calls. That's my guess. But I wish the I wish the I press get. asked the good questions. Like like Matt. On third and one, did you consider running the quarterback sneak, or have you taken that out of the playbook completely? That's good. That's Interesting. Good. No one asked that question. Interesting. Yeah, well, because it's play calling question. To your point, Corey, you have been a very stalwart proponent for not second guessing play calling. Hey, Matt, when it was third and two in London, 
Uh, is there a reason you decided not to run the ball? Oh, hey, Matt, in the second half when you when you threw it three times and had a three and out that. and put your defense back on the field like in like one right. minute and you let you basically allowed the Giants to stab us in the neck and then let the blood run out of our souls <laughs> for the second half. Did you consider running the ball? I love it. I love it. The answer I is no. This season. I love that this season is broken, Banky. This is so good. <laughs> London fucking broke me, bro. London, yeah, broke, London broke this you. team. London yes, broke this team. This team broke yes, in did. London, okay? Yes, it did. That three and out. That three and out <sighs> broke this team. The three and out in London broke the team. And they're trying to put the pieces And the back third and two in the red zone. The third and two in the red zone was really no bad. Doubt. It was no just doubt. really tough. bad. It's like, tough. bro, you, you can get a first down. Get a first down. Get they're one yard. Get one yard. Then quarterback sneak it. <laughs> I love this show. I love this show so much. Hey. Hey. Um, hey, Nicole, can you take me wide for a second? Hey, defensive secondary, less talk, more ball. I get it. You're all amped up, and you're all competitors, and you got this guy across from you, and after the play, you want to talk, or hell, in the pregame, you want to talk, or whatever you got to do to get yourself up. I understand. Just a little less, all right? Just a little less. A little less talk, a little more ball. Like, it's all great, and I'm really happy for you that you're excited and you want to talk some junk. I'm all for trash-talking. But, man, you got to back it up. And if you continuously do not back it up, a little less talk. Just a little less. A little more ball. I am sick and tired of these guys chirping after some, oh, you know, random, really pedestrian stop and then getting burned for a touchdown. Man, yeah. a little less talk, a little more ball. I mean, That's but, all you're, not talking about, but you're not request. talking about Jair, though, right? Jair's the one guy who can back it up. So no, that's what I'm, I'm not. saying. So Jair, Jair can talk because he can back he it up. But if you're gonna talk, back it the fuck up. Yeah. I mean, this is but not a difficult. But did you know equation. this? Did you know this? Because somebody put my face when I learned this during watch party. We have the uh, number one pass defense in the NFL. <laughs> well, well, we did heading into that game, but I think we still do. That might not. That might not not any longer be the case. I'm not sure. Usually you don't go down that much though. We got an interception, so we that should have helped us. Two interceptions. Two. Yeah. Actually. So Yeah, yeah. so that should help we'll us. We should still be back on top. Possibly. That was actually a very surprising stat that I think a lot of Packer fans didn't know, myself included. So Yeah, but kudos. You know, kudos to the as what? As people have pointed out, and as I should have pointed out when I said it, um, you know, look at the quarterbacks they've faced and the offense. I mean, holding down Zach Josh Wilson. Allen. Zach in Wilson. No, but that's what, my Zappy? point. Yes, Zappy's no good? Zappy's no good? Zappy, Zappy's not even the starter <laughs> anymore. I'm just, Zappy. that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, you know, let's take it with a grain of salt here a little bit. What are you talking about? We got uh, Justin, uh, the guy I'm from the Bears is about, good now, by the way. He's good. Now he is. Not when you face the Packers earlier in the year. I'll tell you that. We, hey, no. that's one of our two interceptions Justin this year. Fields. Oh, no, now four interceptions. One of our four interceptions this year is off Justin Fields. So there you go. Um, finally, Corey. Oh, my God. I got to put this in the super. That's hilarious. Yeah, go ahead. Darnell Savage is officially Oof. a liability. Hey. What are they going to do with this guy? I mean, when there's what should be a two-yard game that ruptures into, like, a 20-yard game, 
because you refuse to put your nose in there and tackle? Man, look, at some point, you got to make a play. You got to be physical. You got to want to. And for whatever reason, I don't know if it's the scheme. So I don't know who I was talking to, but I was talking the other day. Like, when was the last time Darnell Savage made a big play? Like a splash play. You got to go back, I think, to like when Mike Pettin was in town. So that makes me think this scheme is not for him. Because holy cow, if you're going to be, I mean, he, I mean, who was it? Somebody in Watch Party put it absolutely perfectly. Like, he turned into ha-ha Clinton Dix so kind of gradually that I didn't even notice. Wow. Like, what? You talk about, like, throwing the chicken wing shoulder non-tackle into a quarterback, let alone a running back. What yeah. What are you? What are we doing? That he's so officially a liability. You think, you, you think he's a bust? He's bordering on it. He's getting this close. Is his, this is his extension year, right? He's four years, three years, four years. He's four years in. They picked up his fifth year option for next year. So, Yikes. I mean. And this is the problem, right? So you've picked up his fifth-year option. He's clearly part of your plan, I guess, your team. He is absolutely a liability from scrimmage. You should probably play, starting to play forward a little bit more over him, but I don't know how you make that move. I mean, I guess maybe, hopefully, the coaching staff says, well, your contract, we got to get the guys out there. They're going to make plays. But, wow, yeah, this guy, they got to do, do something. I don't know if it's I mean, what, what are they, they going to do, what, what they're they asking do? him to do. I mean, the only the thing bench, they can hopefully. do, I mean, but then, yeah, who who are they going to put there? Ford, Rudy Ford, put him out there. Let's go. They signed him. You know, he's there on special teams. Play him from scrimmage. I love, like, I love when I would because Ford is, is at least at least. Here's my thing. Like, and I know Jacksonville let Ford go because they thought, yes, he's great on special teams, but he's like not as good and or the answer from scrimmage, which probably is the case. But I'll tell you what, he goes a million miles an hour when he's doing something, and he goes for a tackle, and he can sticks his nose in there. Like I would, and Matt has talked about this from the podium so many times. I would a billion percent prefer a guy who's going in all gangbuster trying to make a play yeah and then he makes a mistake rather than yeah, yeah. Oh, i think i'm gonna try and make a play and no maybe not make a play and then boom the yeah, biggest yeah. play in, in in new york and new york in london against the giants that huge run <sighs> from bark that's a four-yard run is savage does his job right like it's just you can't keep wheeling him out there i love it when people nuts. are trying to troll me about being like somebody said, I'm a closet Vikings fan and Kirk Cousins mm. fan, bro. You need what? to watch my rant what? on one of the biggest douchebags in sports media who covers the Vikings, <laughs> and you get a taste of what I feel about the Vikings, bro. Yeah, I live across from Lambeau Field, and I'm a closet That's Vikings good. fan. Literally, go fuck yourself, seriously. Fucking Vikings. See, this is it. This shit. is what happens, man. This is what happens. You I start losing games so and people badly. lose their minds, man. Dude, I people hate the Vikings their so minds. badly. Dude, the Vikings are going to implode, by the way. We all know this. Yeah, they are. We have not. We okay, everybody. We have not reached the midway point of the season. But as soon as, if you look at every chart for the last 15 or so years, maybe 20, you will see the Vikings in the midpoint of the season, if not before. But right at the midpoint, 
they start to go down, 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 down. Because they can't handle it. <laughs> they're a college team that's playing like a professional team. They're just they're posers. I man. will say one of the more one of the more depressing aspects of this season is the fact that the Packers have eleven million plus on the books for Zadarius Smith while he's you know collecting sacks and tackles. I hate like you, Nagler. But yeah, <laughs> that really it. sucks. Okay, let's look at this game against the Detroit Lions let's on Sunday. All I can say is Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams' revenge game. You know Jamal wants to get in the end zone against the Packers. You know Jamal Williams wants to ball out against a team that didn't want to resign him. And look, hey, fair play. I get it. I love you, Jamal. Just take it. Just take it easy on the Packers. Come on, man. he's not going to. You don't really. You don't really want to hurt us. You know. You just. You still love us because you know. But Big Jamal B's Williams is all fan. they got, though. Jamal Williams is all they got, though. Come on. Let's I mean, it. now that they traded away Hawkinson, definitely. <laughs> like, well, no, no, that's not true. St. Brown's good, but I don't know where he's at injury wise. Oh, um, you know what? I put really my good, notes though. down, but this is a good time to say this, okay? Guys, okay. guys, right. guys, give it to guys. Me. What you got? This team. This team right now, this team on paper that right. we're watching. This the Green Bay Packers, win, you mean? Yes. This team can win seven games. Okay. You mean from this point on, not total, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just clarify. From this I agree. point on. I agree. Absolutely, they can. Absolutely. No question about it. Um, the other thing I would say about this Lions matchup is expect the unexpected. I mean, don't forget last year – Final week of the season, they pulled out all the stops. Packers were looking like a bit of a clown car on defense, especially. I would expect onside kicks. I would expect flea flickers. I would expect anything that they could throw at you. Everything and anything. Because, look, like we talked about earlier, Matt's teams have not played well in this building. Matt's teams have not looked good against the Lions in any way, shape, or form in Detroit throughout his tenure. And I think, you know, clearly – They've got ownership talking. I, I saw a clip from ownership last week for the Detroit Lions talking about, oh, this is the rebuild, and we're real close and whatever. So they clearly think that they're close, and they want to they want to win. But, man, no. That, they expect the unexpected. This is a game where the Lions will pull out any and all possible avenues uh, to, to, to win this game. So to speak. I just really want to believe. I really want. I know there's no moral victories, and Aaron Rodgers said this in his. Interview, there are not. And I uh, I agree Correct. with him, but I do want right. to believe that this offense has seen itself in the mirror, and oh, I man. just pray I right. and I hope that if they do that, they are a different right. team. They are a different yeah, team, and all of the I ghosts agree. of the Lions are kind of BS because it's like, oh, we, we're, we're this team right now in 2022, and that's all we're focused on. And I, if they do that, they win this game. We'll see. We'll see. I don't, Corey, I got to be honest. I, I don't feel great about it, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> the we'll, Packers we'll, we'll, have I, never – here's the crazy thing, right? The Packers have mm-hmm. – in, in the last 10 years, okay – Tell me if I'm wrong. Right, 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 right. The Packers okay. have never needed a win more than right now in this moment in the last 10 years. It's in the conversation. I'll give you that. Like, <laughs> it's not quite. It's, it's Playoffs aside. It's playoffs aside. Regular season. It's, no, no, no. It's bordering right here. It's like teetering on a must-win game. It's like it's right there. I'm not saying it's a must-win, 
but it's real fucking close. But if you're yeah. going to get a this win, you need to get it, it against this the This is it. You got to do it this week. You got to do it this week. Got to do it. Because the Cowboys are right behind them and then the Titans and then it's right, quick. We're not, and it's hey, like, that's Ooh. next week. That's those early. We're not talking about that yet. One game. Got to go 1-0 and this week. All right. You ready, Banky? Let's do it. Yeah, I guess so. This week in the Packers Blogosphere! That's right! It's this week in the Packer Blogosphere, the return of that venerable series. Well, Corey Banke, as you know, the Packers do stuff or don't do stuff. And everyone on Twitter and the internet has an opinion about it, which I understand. Mm -hmm. They're allowed to have it. I get it. Godspeed. Today, Corey, I know you don't spend as much time on Twitter as I do. It's not your job, right? No. But let me tell you. I'm on there, though. I was on there today. I know you are. I know you are. I was on there yesterday. I want to let you know, in case you are unaware, there was a humongous scandal because of the fact that Brian Gutekunst did not speak to the media today after not making any moves at the trade deadline. But has he ever, yes. though, in the season? Has he I ever mean, in the he season? Has spoken in, he has spoken in season before. When's the last time he spoke in season? It's been a hot yeah, minute. That's a good question. I'd, ha- I'd have to go back and look. Was it I last know he season? Spo- he's spoken in the past. He's spoken in the past after making certain moves. Right. I mean, I'm, I always give him props for... Exactly. I I always give him props for talking after he released Jordy Nelson. Like, I think that's indicative of who he is, right? If he makes a decision and makes a move, he's going to be available. Unlike Ted, who, like, did everything he could to not talk to the media when he made a move. You know, Brian is at least available when he makes a move and says, okay, here was my thinking, etc. Right? So, but today... Of course, members of the local media, Ryan Wood, love you, buddy, are very upset that uh, Homeboy didn't talk. And look, I understand the argument of, you know, accountability. That's their favorite word, right? Well, he's not accountable to the media. He's not accountable to the fans. The fans don't pay his salary. Yes, they sell stock, and there are, quotes owners, and I get all that. I get that aspect of it, and I can buy that argument a little bit, but... This idea that, like, he's not accountable. Well, he didn't make a move. If he made a move, I'd understand. And people talking about, oh, the Bills general manager out make, there. But yeah, he, he did he make made a move, The though. Bills manager made a move. But he did so make a move. Spoke. It just got turned down, according to media reports, right? So he could talk well, about there's the, the other that thing, didn't right? get taken, right? So here's my other problem, right? Is that, like, so what's, he, what, what's the conversation? Why didn't you make any moves? Well, we tried. And scene. Like that's but the conversation. I do I do buy here's the thing though. I do buy Match Nideman's argument that someone, and in this case MLF, right? Someone has right. to answer the questions that they're going to ask because the media is a bunch of dumbasses. But and because of that, MLF's the one who's left holding the bag, right? So you yeah, could say, hey, I'm going to make a preemptive yeah. strike and have Brian out there so he answers all those right. questions and then MLF right. doesn't. And the thing is, like, let's be real. If the Packers had an owner, Brian's ass would have been out there today. Let's just be real about that for two seconds. Yeah, probably. I mean, prob- maybe. Maybe the owner would have been out there. 
Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, Jerry, Jerry Jones, Jones is out there. You know what I mean? Yep. But it's like, I just don't get what, okay, and some of the arguments I've seen online are, you know, uh, he's got to be accountable. And I just don't understand that argument. Like, he's accountable to Mark Murphy. Mark Murphy is his boss, and he meets with Mark Murphy every week. If Mark Murphy's fine with him not talking, that's accountability. Mark Murphy is the one he's accountable to. Not the media, not the fans, his boss. So, I don't know. I just can't kill him for it. And also, as I said, when he makes moves, he's usually accountable. When he told the media during the pandemic that we weren't allowed to live tweet practices, I fucking hated that decision and asked him about it, and he talked about it. You know what I mean? Like, I, if he makes moves or makes decisions, he speaks about it. That's like, I don't know what more you want from the guy, but that's, that's, I'm just lost. People be all upset about it, but that's just where I come. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I feel like when I was reading Twitter, I feel like the people that were upset about it were the people I don't care about, like the media. So (laughs) fair, fair. You know, when the Um, people that are upset about it are the people asking questions that like, "Mm, it could be a nothing burger. Well, that was kind of what I jokingly, I did have a sarcastic response to, to Ryan's initial tweet. Um, that I deleted because I was like, eh, I don't want to put that out there. I, this is something I would say to him if we were having beers together. It was like, yeah, you, you know, I get the idea of, because I said it's a kind of a pointless exercise. And he said, you think it's pointless to, you know, talk about his efforts as far as like, you were right. He made it. He offered a second round pick for Chase, Chase Claypool. And in the Bears estimation, you know, they, they tried it. They offered their second round pick. The Steelers were like, we'll take the Bears second round pick. Well, what is Brian supposed to talk about? Well, I offered a pick. They took someone else's pick. Like, okay, great. And you can talk about his thinking around it and talk about stuff. But yeah, I hear you. I mean, I I'm not going to get get into this, this too point. much. But I I believe that you know with the restructure that Mark Murphy did, it put a lot of stuff to your point on Mark Murphy. And so my my complaint would be that the city, uh, the county, and the fans do not. Uh, hold Mark Murphy as accountable as he should be for the decisions he's made for the organization. And I can go into that in another well, show and another time. That's the executive that committee's the, job, isn't it? That's not? the, exactly. That's the EC. Well, in the town, like this town, as I've lived here in the last two years, does not really right. hold Mark accountable for the things he doesn't do in the community. And he does a lot for the community, so I don't want to shit on the man. He does an incredible amount behind the scenes, and he's well known for those things. Um, and so, but. You know, in general, I don't believe that. I believe that all Mark Murphy's move for the structural uh, uh, put the target on his on himself, right, and right, no one right, has really taken right. advantage of that target. So in, yeah, it's kind of genius in some ways, right? Cause yes it's like, and no. He put yes the, and no. He took the target off Brian and Matt yeah. and put it on himself for the right. structure, and no but one he's never gets available. to hold. Yeah, he's never available, right. and oh, he gets right. to answer the whatever questions he decides in the in the mailbag, you know. Murphy and like, takes five, and he always chooses one, at least one every time of like some idiot like being like, "Yeah, I've been a fan for sixty years, and yeah. they're not doing what I want them to do." And he's like, "Okay, buddy." And That's if you ever watch a Packers fan fest and you listen to Mark Murphy for more than two minutes, I feel for you. <laughs> I love how you've hijacked this. Um. Okay, uh, <laughs> moving on to, to another subject. Another subject. 
He's retiring. I am instituting. I'm instituting a new rule, Banky. This is yep. this is for everyone on Twitter. Everyone okay. on Twitter, I've got a new rule. It's called the Bukowski rule, and it's okay. something I wish I'd imparted to. I'm not even say our friend because he's never been on the show, whatever. But I wish John Coon would have known this rule because it's something I have as a personal ethos. I don't. And I try to follow rule, this to the letter of the law, but. The, the Bukowski rule is if, if you engage with Peter Bukowski on Twitter, you need to limit your replies to Peter to one tweet. One tweet and out. Whatever it is. I don't care what you're talking have about. You actually, have you like, actually subscribed to this practice? Look at me today. Today. Oh, I'm talking about I in time. I'm not talking about just today. In, have you actually? Most of my history on Twitter, yes. Now. Am I a perfect man? No. Do I sometimes violate my own rule? Yes. But the rule is one reply and out. You got to do it, people, for your own sanity. I'm telling you, one reply. Today, I said on Twitter, I mentioned your quote from last night about MVS being Micah Hyded by the team. It's a funny quote. It made sense. And Peter went all Egon in replies like, "Well, oh, actually, <laughs> exactly." And I, Dumbass. he said, "It's not a fair what character a or a fair comparison." And my only reply was, "It's fair enough." And that's it. And then you move on. You got to reply with one tweet and get out. That's it. That's the rule. Dude. That's the Bukowski rule, Dude. people. That motherfucker jumped the shark when he literally. Said someone was homophobic off of an emoji. Like, bro. Oh, boy. Come on. Oh boy. Like, get a grip, bro. <sighs> get right. I don't want to get too much grip. into that whole aspect get a gri- of it. No, 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 bad. no. Get No, seriously, no. though. Get a grip. If I give you an emoji, Nagler, you cannot judge me off a fucking emoji. Come on. What world are we living in here? Like, Jesus We're living Christ. in a world where things are shifting. And the ways of communicating are very different than when you and I were perhaps coming up as younger people. And look, I understand the framing there. I will say, I think it does a disservice to real attacks on... Huge disservice. Huge disservice. On the LGBT community. I think it was pretty ridiculous. But Severity of context this is why, and severity. This severity is why... Of context. This is why you need to adhere to the Bukowski rule. This One is why Peter Bukowski is a out. fucking moron, and I've said this for, like, literally, I was the canary in the coal mine on fucking Peter Bukowski, okay? And people gave me so much shit about it, and every time they would post a video rant, they'd be like, oh, and I've had people in my house be like, Peter's my best friend, he's so great. It's like, yeah, well, he's a piece of shit online, okay? And if you're a POS online, I got no time for you. I'm sorry. Moving on. Uh, final thing about the blogosphere here. People, ladies and gentlemen, I'm very excited to announce that Cheesehead TV has a Discord. That's right. Join the Discord. I mean, Elon's going to make sure that Twitter is a total hellscape here pretty soon. So if you want to get, you know, someplace else where you want to have your Packers discussions, there's literally a farmer that we've never met running this thing. But this is true. The Cheesehead TV <laughs> Discord is out there. Get on, get on board. That's all I can say. I'm going to say, hey, hey, look, we're all going to be off Twitter sooner rather than later. So 
that's another avenue where you can have discussions I mean, with people. I mean, I'm going to pay for this verified thing. I'm not going to I'm not going to approve you're verified, but I'm going to pay for myself to get verified cuz it'll be the first time I get verified on something. I'll be there like you all go. excited. There you go. I'll I'm have a very blue check mark. <laughs> I'll be like the I'm only person in you. Packers Twitter to be verified. All the fans will be verified. And everybody else will be out. Because you know Gannett ain't going to approve that expense. Oh, Gannett's not paying for that. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Wood, gone. Ryan's Tom like, Silverstein, hey, can I get gone. a blue check mark for $8 a month? And Gannett's He's like, already gone. no, you're fired. <laughs> I mean, fucking Gannett can't even pay to have the goddamn story in the paper the day after a noon game. A noon game. When I was there for the Jets game, dude, I could not fucking believe. Monday morning, after the Jets game, there was no, nothing, no coverage in wow. the paper. And I understand, like, they closed the plants and they're going to Illinois now to print them, I guess, whatever. But it's a noon game. You can't turn it around for the Monday morning paper after a noon game? Man, Gannett is trash. Gannett is the fucking worst, man. Fuck Dude, I was going to sign up for Green Bay Press Gazette, and it's like a dollar for six months, and then it's yep. fourteen ninety nine per month. Jesus. Yikes. I was like... I thought it was going to be like three ninety nine or four ninety nine, and I was like, okay, I need my right. local news. And what's funny is they have a monopoly almost on local news. There's only a couple of yes, like it's 100%. crazy. Like if you want to actually read That's an interesting story they've about Green Bay, yeah, the news it's really industry. sad. 100%. It's really sad. Gannett, garbage, garbage. Um, all right, let's uh, let's see what fine folks on the old YouTube channel have to say. We got YouTube. Um, up in here. so I got a uh, New York cheesehead. We're shell What's on up, defense. We're shell oil defense. Can't tackle. I thought that was funny. <laughs> nice. Um, That's pretty good. Then we got uh, Super good. Chat from Ryan Willie, uh, one of our regulars. Rodgers believes that he can do no wrong. Um, yeah, well, you kind of want Oof. that in your quarterback, so, you know. Yeah. You kind of want do. that. The Jordan so. aspect. Got it. I'm Killer okay aspect. I get it. Ryan Woolridge, can you bring the coach on the show next week? What do you think about that, Nagler? We getting coach on this? Week? Not going to happen next week, but we will. Ha- coach will be on the show at some point this year. It ain't going to happen next week. I guarantee you that. Um, why not? Because it's not going to happen. Massimiliano Margagliati. Hey, what's up, buddy? Super chat. Thanks for everything you do, guys. Go Pack Go. Appreciate the super chat. Thank you, Em. Uh, he Soder, careful with the QB sneak talk, Corey, or he will go back to running out of the gun in short yardage. True story. Oh, well, God. you know you're going to see. Oh, you know you're going to see all kinds of running out of the gun. Um, and we're going to see know, gun you, you all day on Sunday. You know it's going to happen. Um, there's, there's, there's no way it doesn't happen. Uh, Andrew nope. LaRue, I'm here for fired up Corey. Appreciate you, Andrew. Thank you. Thank we you. all are buddy. We all are here. No doubt. Uh, uncultured. Thanks for super chat this week on banking on the beat. Corey starts fights with Bukowski and Domovsky <laughs> while mixing the best old fashioned in Brown County. I mean, that's an everyday occurrence. Although I don't that's really start day. fights with Domovsky because I like Domofsky, and I appreciate everything he does. And uh, he's not a douchebag like other people. So um, He's an OG. I appreciate he's you, an Rob. Rob Domofsky, you the man. Uh, Lee Bruce, this could be the year we take a first-round wideout, and it could well be a top-10 pick. I picked this because I'm telling you right now, I will bet you, Lee Bruce, $100 we do not take a wide receiver in the first round. Wow. Lee Bruce. Clip that. 
Let's go. I'm all in. I don't give a fuck. But there's no way it's happening. There's no way. Okay. One, we're not going to take in the first in the top ten because we're going to have seven right. game winning streak, and then we're going to get in the playoffs, and we're going to get so far that we're going to again take there a twenty six. Uh, Uncultured Barbarian, thanks to Super Chat. Perhaps someone should remind Coach Matt that the last coach had a friend as a D coordinator who he was loyal to, who stunk, and what happened. Oh shit! Hot damn! Hot damn, Uncultured. We got another one from Uncultured. I have a lower opinion of Joe Barry than Brandy does. Q oh, Vizzini no. from That's Q Vizzini. Impossible. Q Vizzini from the Princess Bride saying, Inconceivable. I didn't think it was possible. <laughs> I love it. Uh, then we got, okay, okay, okay. Darren. I pulled okay. Darren's quote because it was a little triggering. Darren Rizal, I can't wait until Rodgers is gone and you guys can sing the praises of the next QB. Good luck with that. Bro. Bro. <laughs> okay. Darren. When the next QB is making $50 million a year or whatever they are as the leader of this team, the QB is not above reproach. The face of the franchise is Aaron Charles Rogers. He is QB1. He has been here longer than Matt LaFleur. He's been here longer than any coach or any player on the team. And he's the face and, and, and self-acknowledged leader of the team. So if you can't criticize that guy as the leader of the team for losing four fucking games in a row, who are you going to criticize? So is he beyond reproach? So you're just satisfied with fucking losing all the time? I'm not. This ain't the 19-fucking-80s Packers. This ain't the 1972 Packers. This ain't even the 1950s Packers. It's the 2023 Packers. 2022-2023. And you know what? There's still hope. So there. A lot of ball Darren. game left. Well, too Darren's old for this. It's all right. Darren, get right. the fuck out of here. Dad, too old for this. <laughs> this season is Murphy's answer for more noon games. <laughs> Oh, that's God. phenomenal. That is so good. What's so bad, though, is like we've had all these noon games now. Like we had the Jets game. Then we had the Washington game. We got another one now with Detroit. Like, I'm done, man. Like, no more noon games. I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Dave. I'm a new game. Dave. Thanks to Super Chat. I would be curious, what about the 2022 Packers has surprised Goody? Is anyone really shocked 12 resists committing to the run? Is it impatient with wide receivers? Very good question. I'll bet he is surprised at some of the regression from whether it's Devondre Campbell, who didn't play a really good game until the Washington game. Um, Royce Newman, who did improve throughout all of last season and really, really regressed from the get-go this season. Things like that, I would suspect that would surprise Cooper. That would be my guess. I like it. That's all we got, Nagler. We good? Uh, yeah, we're Let's good. give a shout out to our Patreon membership. Patreon members, you guys are the lifeblood of everything we do here at Cheesehead TV. We so, so appreciate you. Uh, really looking forward to the meetup in December. Weekend of the Rams game. going to be a lot of fun. Also want to give a shout out to our Carry the G Club members here on YouTube. You guys are the best. Your emojis make me laugh every single time. I'm Packers Daily. Uh, love that you guys are involved. Every week with the happy hour, please, please, please keep it up. And please, if you haven't joined a happy hour yet, 
come on by. Look at the community tab every week. Tyler has the information up there. Zoom chat. We hang out every week for an hour. It's a lot of fun. Um, you got anything else, Corey, before we head out? Yeah, I just want to, you know, it's time for a win, okay? It's time. Let's get Here's one. the thing, Corey. Here's the thing. It's the Lions for fuck's it all, sake. It all starts. It all starts. It all starts on Sunday. They're going to start turning it around Sunday afternoon at 1 Eastern, noon Central. Market zero, dude. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. That'll do it for this episode of Packer Transplants. We'd like to thank everyone who makes Cheesehead TV part of their daily Packers routine. We are and will always be devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. I think it's a fluid situation. And we're, we're I know you guys love it, especially Nagler. I can see you smirking at me right there. Uh, we're going to take it one day at a time. And, uh, <laughs> and just, it's going to be fluid, though. That's all I can tell you.